You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name is Joe Taranto and joining me is Dave Woodmore, who's the Customer Experience Design and Delivery Lead at SA Water. And we're discussing designing accessibility. Welcome, Dave. Ah, thank you. Good morning. So we, I think, increasingly understand the role of accessibility in business and we know that there's lots of benefits to the individuals, we, customers, communities. But how do you, Dave, think organisations in the water industry specifically have approached inclusion in the past? So uh, it's been described as a blind spot. Um, it was a blind spot for our business um, and for the rest of the water industry in Australia, it's... The same. It's, there's very, very little in terms of accessibility um, or inclusion uh, for our customers. Um, there's very little consideration there. Um, when you compare it to the UK, the UK are, have been doing this for several years. They've been developing and, um, and providing services for uh, customers with disability for quite a number of years. So we're well behind the curve in that respect. What was it that really highlighted this issue to SA Water then and, and started your journey on, on a project to address the blind spot? So um, it's an accidental <laughs> approach, I guess. Um, my manager was going to go to a, a conference, small conference in, in Australia, South Australia, and um, uh, she couldn't go, so asked me to go along. I thought, okay, I know nothing about, um, you know, this, this topic at all. So I went along and... Um, while I was there, I listened to a woman speak, who, and she described how she cared for her daughter. Um, her daughter had had a, an acquired brain injury about 30 years ago, and she described how water was important to the rehabilitation of a daughter and her care, and through all the um, support workers that came into her house um, to help, and it was a lot of people, they're all using water, so her water bills were astronomical, like three times higher than you would expect them to be, and that has a massive impact on her bill. And you know, she was talking about all these things, and I think I was sitting there going, "Wow, this is this is significant." And we know nothing about people in these situations at all in our business. And I thought that's the point. I thought we could do something positive here. You know, I understand uh, understood how our business works and I thought no I think this is something we could do um, and the, I think the business would embrace you know what we're trying to do. You started doing some research I guess what did you have a clear idea of what your goals were going to be from that? Absolutely no idea uh, coming from a really low base here in terms of uh, we didn't understand what the needs were uh, we didn't understand how we were disadvantaging any of our customers in this space uh, we just think we're doing a good job for the average customer, but these aren't average customers. These are at the extreme ends of society, I guess. So we don't have any network to, to touch on there, and that was, a, that was the starting point. Let's go and find the people to talk to. And did you have an idea of, of how many people what you were poten- who were potentially impacted by varied needs? No idea at all, and that was one of the first surprises when we started looking through uh, through statistics, and you realised that something like thirty percent of you know Australia live with a disability in some form, 
Uh, and that's the same, you know, that's consistent from state to state, from country to country. It doesn't really change too much. So that's about 22% of people actually have a disability of some form and about 7% of people have a profound disability. Um, and that's, that's, that's huge, you know, and the rest are made up with, you know, people who are carers and support workers. And that's an awful lot of people connected to disability in some form. And that was a real eye opener. Once you decided that you were going to find out more, what, what did that look like? Did that just mean that you started looking at the data that you had in-house or did you need to go out and seek out a lot more information? Yeah, well, first of all, I thought, let's go and see what instructions, what information we have for our, um, our phone staff when people call in. There must be something in there that helps us, you know, when a customer calls in and says they have a disability, we must have something that guides us. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So, okay, that was a bit of an eye-opener for a start. Um, so, and then it's about, okay, how do we find out information? And, and then it's about building a network, you know, finding people that can help you. And that's where, that, that's where we got talking to the Department of Human Services. Um, so I gate-crashed a policy meeting one day, and uh, I thought, I feel really out of place here. Um, but it's just finding the right people, you know, you've got to start somewhere and uh, from that meeting they took me under my, under their wing and started making connections for me um, and we kind of snowballed from there and we got in touch with uh, an engagement group which is really good because it's a group of people living with disability who are willing and able to talk to, to um, you know anybody who wants to learn so that was a one barrier overcome but it took you know quite a bit of time just to find that in the first place because it's not advertised you started speaking to some of the people who were linked with this engagement group. What sort of stories were you hearing when you spoke to them about water and as a utility and a service and, and their experience? Yep, so we were lucky enough that everybody invited us into their homes, which is you know, the best way of doing things because you can really understand, you can see what's going on, um, you can get a feel for what's going on. So. We were lucky enough to go back to the person that spoke at the uh, the conference in the first place. And we have been there back there three or four times now um, because she's so valuable. So, so much information there. Um, I talked to several people with visual disabilities, for example. I talked to um, Helen, um, who invited me into her home. Um, she has 5% vision. And there's lots of surprising stories. It just opens your eyes um, that... Even with 5% vision, she still prefers getting a paper bill because she finds it easier to read rather than trying to use a screen reader. Um, but she just gets on with things uh, and, and does things on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I talked to Sandy. Uh, now, Sandy, he said, oh, yeah, here's a little trouble walking, you know, and we talked about, um, okay, if you wanted to read your meter or, you know, check your meter, how would you do it? You know, he says, well, it's a massive problem for me. Um, it would be a 20 minute exercise to get there and you know and you'd have to plan how he's going to get stand up again and i thought wow that's that's big and you know he's quite understated and then he explained he only had one leg and i thought that's typical of this group they're very resilient um they're very um they just get they get on with things they find solutions um and there's another lady i talked to she was really brave um she admitted that she had severe anxiety and that if anybody knocked on her door, um, she'd be worrying for like two days afterwards that why would somebody knock on my door? You know, it'd be a severe issue. 
Um, and of course, you know, we encourage our workers, our field guys, to to make contact with the customer whenever we do work on their on their property. And that's not always the best solution for you know for a lot of people. And that's a lot of people in that in that same category. So the, all these visits were filled with you know really rich, valuable information, uh, and that's the only way to do it. And you know it told us lots of the issues we inadvertently create based on how we do things on a day-to-day basis. You also spoke to employees of SA Water. Tell me about that experience. So that was good. So that was after we'd talked to a lot of the customers. So we'd had we had quite a lot of information. Um, and we had some. We had two drop-in days. We opened up a. We've got an innovation space uh, at SA Water, which is great for, you know, just creating opportunities. And we put an open invitation out. We asked people. Within like a day, we had fifty people responding, saying, "Yes, I've got something to say." Um, and they came in and they filled in lots of gaps. You know, in terms of with a bit of more knowledge about some of the water aspects to things. Um, and there's so many people connected to people with disability, even at work. Um, and we started talking about accessibility in our office, accessibility as well uh, in the workplace, about how we could make things better. Um, when we're talking about uh, working conditions, and we're talking about um, you know access to the building um, and the way things are signed and, and things like that. So that was really valuable to know that our staff are really engaged in, in this topic as well. It certainly makes it easier when you uh, when you know staff are on board, right? Yes. So that's that's been one of the real successes of this project. Um, it's gone from me going to a conference um, and could be given a bit of time to just go and explore a bit here, uh, and it snowballed really fast. People have got on board. General managers got on board. The chief execs got on board, um, and saying yes, this is the right thing to do. It's fair. It's proper. Um, and yeah, the project has gained pace really quickly. Uh, it's gained a lot of interest. Something that became quite obvious out of this project is is a really beautiful sentiment. Something you called human-centered customer narrative. Um, how have SA Water used that to to really train your internal staff? So one of the key things we want to do to do is to um, increase empathy with our. Um, our staff for our customers and we do that through our personas um, we've created four persona groups for this for this project and that's not focused on disability at all that's focused on needs um, so we move away from disability and focus on accessibility and then we can apply that to anybody and people can be in multiple groups and that really doesn't matter um, and that there's a bit of a story about some of the people in this group and there's a focus on the way we create pain for these customers and some of those needs that these customers have. And that's really informing us about which way we need to go, what we need to do for these customers. And it's really a real quick, easy, digestible form for our customer, for our staff to understand the, this group of customers. It makes it way more accessible um, and takes all that fear about, oh, it's too big a problem, it's too complex, and turns it into this something, something you can just read in a couple of minutes and go, okay, I know, I can see, I can feel. And that's really important. That's the first stage in, in the change we're happening. And so you are talking about a cultural shift for the organisation. 
how important are partnerships then with other organisations to help you create that change? Yeah, that's really important. You know, you need that internal pressure um, and that support from uh, our general managers and the, the staff as well. But that external pressure as well, that's really helping us keep us on track. So the Department of Human Services have been fantastic, uh, been really supportive. Um, they've helped us understand um, a lot of these issues. And um, we've got the Disability Action and Inclusion Plan that's requ a requirement for all state, gov uh, state government uh, departments, which is giving us a little bit of pressure. Um, it gives us a bit of you know, impetus to get stuff done as well. When you're talking about complex projects, you need that as well. Um, and then you've got the um, South Australian Council of Social Services, which gives us lots of expert advice. And between them all, they give um, some real good connections to experts, people who know, people we can ask questions to, and they're all willing to share useful information. Uh, and that's fantastic. And so where to next for the project and, and, and what you've been doing? Well, we're off and running. So we've got 15 um, projects that we identified out of all of this. Uh, we're doing seven this year um, because we can. Um, they're easy, um, well, on the easier scale of things, because we can absorb it into current business practice. Um, it just means a change of process, a change of way somebody's doing something. There's no real cost to doing this. It's just, let's get on and do it. And the business has gone, okay, let's do it. Um, then, because we work on four-year regulatory cycles, we need to approve funds. So we've got some money put aside in the digital budget for, uh, for the next submission, which starts in 2020. And from that, we'll be able to deliver about six um, personalised services, um, which will be great for, for customers. And then, um, then we've got the hard stuff that's going to come in 2024. We need to do a lot of research around water use and types of disability uh, and start linking with uh, SA Health uh, to understand how we can start reducing customers' bills by providing some sort of an allowance. But we need to check... Um, with other customers about whether they're willing to pay for that. So that's a, that's a, that's, that's a longer-term thing, but that's definitely on the radar. It's definitely something we're going to be doing. For other organisations wanting to look at how they can make their business more inclusive, how they can design for accessibility, what, what would you recommend? First point of call, download my case study. <laughs> it's, got all the, it's got the four persona groups in there, and that's the invaluable resource, I think. It's, it, they'll jump you forward a year in terms of um, understanding what to do. Uh, it gives you really good guidance about what things you need to deliver. And it's going to be different from business to business because they all work slightly differently. Some, be able, some businesses will be able to do it very quickly and very easily. Um, but everything is there in the case study. So start there. Just start. And just do it. It makes huge business sense because you're only designing a service once and it's the most robust way of doing things, the most robust system, robust process, um, and it benefits so many more people than just people living with disabilities. So we're seeing crossover with the aged care um, community, uh, English is a second language, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and people with low functional literacy, it's, it's so many benefits across the board. We've been talking with Dave Woodmore, who's the Customer Experience, Design and Delivery Lead at SA Water. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.